Hello and welcome to Noteworthy Reading, where we talk about books and authors so their ideas don't get left on the shelf. Today is our Halloween special. It's October 2022, and we're going to cover none other than Ray Bradbury's Halloween Tree. It's a pretty incredible book with illustrations by Joseph McNini, and you just can't get more of a... Uh, atmospheric Halloween read. I mean, when you read this, you get the idea that Bradbury wrote this pretty quickly. Uh, it, it almost seems like the, the muse is just flowing, and he's just he's just writing and writing furiously um, until the end. Uh, he just is able to capture the moment, able to capture the spirit of Halloween, and I would highly recommend The Halloween Tree. So that's the short review. Uh, please stick around for the longer review where we actually, we're actually going to talk a little bit more about the plot and the characters and what happens in Halloween Tree without giving away too much that you still going to read it for yourself. But uh, thanks for joining us. Hope you have a happy Halloween and um, don't forget to pick up Ray Bradbury's The Halloween Tree because it's awesome. So before we dive into The Halloween Tree, let's talk a little bit about Ray Bradbury. Ray Bradbury was born in 1920. He bought his first typewriter in 1937, and he wrote almost every day of his life. He was very prolific. Uh, He was recognized by George W. Bush and Barack Obama, two former presidents, as a cultural contributor and a a great artist, a great American artist. He was given the, uh, I think, the Medal for the Arts. and was a highly decorated writer. Um, he's sort of a writer's writer. A, a lot of writers follow him and say that they owe a great debt to him. Namely, Stephen King, who said, you know, without Ray Bradbury, there would be no Stephen King. Also, Neil Gaiman uh, said, I can imagine a lot of worlds and places, but I can't imagine a world without, without Ray Bradbury. Um, Ray Bradbury is a madman. He lived uh, to be 92 years old. He died in 2012. And, um, but if you go to Ray Bradbury's website, it'll actually say 1923 forever because we'll forever have, uh, the works that he wrote. Um, he wrote, he's very prolific. He wrote over, uh, 30 novels and 600 short stories. He also wrote screenplays and plays. Uh, there's one book that he wrote called the green shadows and Moby Dick. And it's a book about his experience writing the screenplay for Moby Dick. And uh, to do so, he went to Ireland and met all these uh, characters there that are better than (laughs) the screenplay he was writing. Uh, So even just his uh, ability to capture his uh, professional experience as a writer in another country, uh, kind of experiencing another culture, uh, is is worth your while. Uh, That book was recommended to my brother. I just ordered it on Amazon and and can't wait to read it. But there's actually a, a tree in Disneyland in California... Uh, where um, they decorate it with pumpkins and they light it up every year. And it, it's the Halloween tree. And Ray Bradbury got to see that uh, in 2007, October 31st of 2007 in Disneyland. He got to be there for that. Ray was very sad that he did not get to serve in World War II. Uh, if you see pictures of, of him, he has very thick glasses on. And you can tell he was a very creative and interesting individual if you go to his website, uh, raybradbury.com, and you look at his writing workshop, you'll notice that he has lots of like cartoons and even um, bright, co- brightly colored uh, children's toys and uh, posters on the wall and uh, all kinds of different books around him that really stimulated his creativity. Um, he was always sort of uh, reading books and then pouring out as a creative. Uh, and many 
other creatives have a lot of respect for him for that. Um, Ray married uh, a young lady that he met in a bookstore. I believe it was Fowler's bookstore in Los Angeles, in, in California, in LA. And um, they were married for 56 years. Uh, that was the only person that he ever dated. They had four daughters. So very much a family man, very loyal, uh, and admire him very much for that. Ray Bradbury, uh, his faith background, he was actually brought up Baptist. His parents were Baptist. Uh, but he considered himself to be a delicatessian religionist, which is sort of a universalist, uh, sort of a don't try to categorize me as any sort of particular faith. Uh, I'm going to make it up as I go along and be whatever I want to be kind of a person. I kind of wish he had stayed Baptist, but the reason that I mention it is because it kind of comes through a little bit in the Halloween tree. Um, and we'll, we'll start to talk about the, the plot and the characters of the Halloween tree. Um, in the Halloween tree, uh, we see eight protagonists, eight, eight young neighborhood boys. And they are, are all dressed up for Halloween. They're all going to go out and trick-or-treat. And um, they uh, are dressed as different characters. One is dressed as a mummy. Another is an ape. Another is a skeleton. Another is a witch. And so on and so forth. And they go to their uh, beloved friend's house, Pipkin. And unfortunately, Pipkin, uh, instead of jumping and bounding and leaping out of his house off the porch like he normally does, Pipkin slowly exits his house. Clearly, there's something wrong. And he's not feeling well. So he's not going to be able to come out trick-or-treating. He's not going to be able to come out and fill his candy bag full of candy and go to all the neighborhood haunts that they want to go to. Uh, and Pipkin says, uh, hey, you guys go on to our to the haunted house where we're going to go uh, where we're going to go meet up at and I'll catch up with you later. So they sadly leave Pipkin. They go to this haunted sort of mansion. Um, they knock on the door uh, of the mansion and um, they, when they knock on the door, they're a they actually knock with a Marley knocker. Uh, Ray Bradbury, he, he alludes to um, Charles Dickens, the Christmas Carol uh, several times. And I believe it's because Bradbury wanted the Halloween tree to be to Halloween as the Christmas Carol is to Christmas. Uh, did he succeed in that? Uh, that's kind of a hard comparison to make because Christmas is a more popular holiday than Halloween is. But um, you definitely get a very, sort of the, the um, fantastic atmosphere that surrounds Halloween from the Halloween tree. When they knock on the door, they're greeted with a kind of a creepy old guy who turns out to be uh, this character, Mound Shroud. If you want to uh, sum, up, sum up Mound Shroud's character, it's sort of a blend between Christmas Past, Present, and Future and uh, Jack Skellington from The Nightmare Before Christmas. And when I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and talk about this. I think that um, The Nightmare Before Christmas is kind of a derivative of the Halloween tree. Even uh, some of the, like the, the name of the head character in The Nightmare Before Christmas, Jack Skellington, and the name of the lead protagonist in The Halloween Tree are a little similar. The lead protagonist in The Halloween Tree, I would say, is a fellow by the name of Tom Skelton. He's sort of the lead boy in this group of boys that go out trick-or-treating. Tom Skelton is also dressed as a skeleton. He has sort of a, uh, a homespun, cross-stitch skeleton uh, outfit that he wears that is pretty cool uh, when, you, when you read about it and how um, Bradbury describes that costume particularly. But um, when they visit this house, they see this giant tree full of pumpkins with all these different carvings on the pumpkin faces that express some different um, emotion towards Halloween, uh, so maybe some different spirit of Halloween, and um, they've never seen anything like it. It's just thousands and thousands of pumpkins. And um, they're 
trying to find out, you know, where's Pipkin? When's he going to meet us? Uh, Pipkin seems to be on his way. They see him. And then Pipkin's sort of kidnapped. There's some sort of illusion that Pipkin is swept up into this sort of kidnapped adventure. And the boys then go on to um, deliver, save, rescue him from that. And Mound Shroud is sort of their guide. Their sort of dark wizard guide through that process. Um, some of the ways that they travel throughout the story is really interesting. Uh, for example... Um, you know, they travel on broomsticks, which is fun. Uh, they're sort of sw- swirled up into and whisked away to Rome. Uh, but uh, the very first way they travel is um, it's a big kite. And the boys actually form the tail of the kite by linking up their arms and legs. Um, Bradbury's full of really uh, creative ways to, to get people from one place to another, from one scene to another. Um, and uh, it's enjoyable, if not just for that reason. His, the sheer creativity of the way that he moves characters around the scene or around the story is really fascinating. In The Halloween Tree, the boys uh, kind of learn the origins of Halloween through um, the lens of, of culture from the past. Uh, Mount Shroud takes them to ancient Egypt, for example, and in that scene, the boy that's dressed as a mummy is sort of a lead in that in that scenario. He takes them to ancient Rome. He takes them to ancient uh, Britain, where the boy who's dressed as a witch, uh, he's sort of the lead in that scene with the old, I guess, druidry of Britain. Um, they also, uh, they visit, I won't give it all away, but in the very end, they visit uh, Mexico uh, on the Day of the Dead and Jack Skelton's uh, I'm sorry, Tom Skelton. I see I get the names mixed up. Tom Skelton's uh, skeleton costume. He's sort of the lead in that situation. Um, and the whole point of the plot is to look at what death meant and what sort of the spiritual side of, of existence meant in all these different cult- cultures and what we can learn from that as um, human beings. And uh, I think probably the, one of the most powerful points uh, is that you know not only does Ray Bradbury look at Halloween as a way for us to sort of laugh in the face of death and and acknowledge that we're going to die someday and not be terrified or scared, but to um, to view that as something that we all have to go through and that that's a um, that's part of what it means to be a human being. Um, it's not just an individual journey; it's actually kind of a journey that we we all face together as a group. Uh, but also that you know. Um, we're not supposed to despair in the face of death. I think those are redemptive ideas. They're in the Halloween tree. Uh, it's less morbid and cryptic and hopeless uh, than maybe what the culture has to say about Halloween. And um, there's a little bit more of a um, spiritual side to it that isn't in despair. There's actually a moment in the story where um, Mount Shroud takes this sort of wild, gangly group of boys to Notre Dame in France. Uh, they fly away from sort of the pagan old rituals and practices of the past and kind of arrive in a more modern Western Christian state. They arrive there and they ask, where's the cathedral? And Mount Shroud sort of in a frenzy says, we're going to build it one stone at a time. And they build almost, they build the staircases up through the towers um, as they climb them. And then they whistle for all the old sins and demons to come decorate uh, these towers as relics of the past as gargoyles. And um, while there is sort of some, some hope presented, uh, Mountrout kind of says, uh, now all those old gods are dead, um, now that Christianity has arrived. He never really kind of dives into the heart of 
the heart of Notre Dame, the heart of Christianity uh, that we find in um, 1 Corinthians 15.55, which says, King James Version says, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. There's sort of a real a real um, hope uh, in the face of death presented there, and Bradbury doesn't really steer in that direction. Uh, he would kind of rather treat death with uh, friendship and candy. <laughs> He's sort of, that's sort of the wrapper and, and the, the spoonful of sugar that makes um, maybe death a little bit more palatable and, and the problem mortality uh, a little more bearable for us. Um, while he doesn't dive too deeply into why they would even go to Notre Dame, and I think he kind of misses a moment there that he could have had, uh, he, and he sticks in a little bit more of like a universalist, that, that whole uh, delicatessian religionist realm. Um, uh, I think he does, he does kind of present a solidarity that all human beings have when they face death, and that's one of his more powerful points. That's what I like about the Halloween tree. Um, for a 164-page book with some deeper uh, understandings behind, you know, All Hallows Eve, um, and some and just a, a kind of a beautiful description of childhood, that sort of rambunctious spirit where all you get these uh, neighborhood kids who are just tearing through the night, um, but are encountered with this sort of uh, real perilous journey where they have to stare death in the face and understand better understand what it is. All of those themes come through very strongly in the Halloween Tree, and I think it's it's highly worth your read. Um, it, you get the feel when you read it. There's there's long lists of adjectives, and there's um, not a lot of character development sometimes, but uh, you get the feel that uh, Ray wrote this pretty fast. Uh, it's almost if you've ever read um, Samuel Taylor Coleridge's Kubla Khan, it's almost like one of these works that just happened all at once and just in a flurry and. Even just the last line of the book, which I'll read, it says, um, <laughs> um, Like the town, the tree turned off its embered smiles and slept. At two in the morning, the wind came back for more leaves. It just, he just kind of leaves you off right there, and there's just sort of this kind of, you know, you're kind of waiting for the last foot to fall as you're walking down the staircase, and it's a little bit of a random last line. You, you almost get the feel that Ray Bradbury wrote this quickly. He didn't go back and edit a lot. He was just like, you know what? I like the story about Halloween. Uh, let's get it out there. Uh, I He successfully captured the spirit of Halloween. Um, so I don't have a lot of uh, cons to say about it. But um, you, should, you should definitely pick it up. I hope you have a good Halloween this year. I hope you have a good time. And that, is, that wraps up our uh, Noteworthy Reading October special. Um, happy Halloween, everybody. Pick up Ray Bradbury. Ray, Ray Bradbury's The Halloween Tree.